0: became a mother before I became a wife. That experience to me changed how I am a wife to my husband. Motherhood changed me for the better.
1: You are now tuning into the No Small Talk podcast, and we're your hosts, Ebony and Sherry, two introverts who actually do enjoy conversations, as long as it's not small talk, and you don't have to settle for small talk either. Change the conversation. We're here to show you how. With
0: our conversation starters,
1: we want to help you
2: enjoy meaningful conversations and build better relationships in order to succeed in business, life, and in love. We'll show you how to be confident, present, and vulnerable while starting conversations that you enjoy.
1: Relationships, parenting, careers, money, and wellness are all topics we discuss right here on this podcast. So get your headphones, your cup of tea, and get ready to be inspired to start your next conversation. No small talk.
2: Uh, They cannot do what they want. I got my freedom of speech. Yeah. Get to say what I want, want, they cannot lock me outside, I walk in right through the front, front With a big bag like I'm back. Uh, you need to give my respect uh.
1: Hello, 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 welcome to another episode of the No Small Talk podcast. Today you are listening to episode 59 and today's episode features another conversation starter. This week's conversation starter is what life experience defines and makes up who you are today. And I absolutely love this question because it forces you to think back on maybe a pivotal moment in your life. Maybe it was a childhood experience that helped you to look at things differently or helped influence who you are as a woman today. Maybe it was a transition that you had to make in life that caused you to redefine your morals or values. Whatever it is, what I love about this question is that it really forces you to think and contemplate and go in. I like questions that force someone to talk about their personal life experiences, values, which is different from talking about news or pop culture. The answers that come out of those questions are really going to be external or focus on someone else's thoughts or ideas. But questions that force you to think about your own thoughts and ideas or your own values, to me, these are questions that really foster that personal connection. And so that's why I absolutely love this question. And today we have Tiara Haynes as our guest. I reached out to Tiara because I follow her on Instagram. She's another one of our Instagram friends and she uses her platform to encourage mothers to identify their purpose outside of motherhood. Her page is hilarious. I really wanted to know more about her specifically, how she has so much energy. She is a mom of three and not only is she a mom, but she is a speaker, content creator, and mom coach. She coaches other mothers and I look at her page and with all that she's doing, I just wonder, how does she have all this energy to play with her three boys, dance with her husband, do these ridiculous memes that have you laughing out loud? And I just thought that she would be fun to speak with. And I was so glad that she accepted our invitation. And like always, we started out with this one question and it led to so many other topics. This always happens. And this is why we love our conversation starters and our guests who answer with so much passion and authenticity and you see all of that today. Make sure you stay to the end where Tiara also answers the three books that she would take with her if she was on Introvert Island for three weeks. We know that everyone's always looking for book recommendations so this is a part of the show where you can discover new books that might interest you. She also answers what her favorite No Small Talk conversation starter is and lastly she answers what has been her negative self-talk recently and she replaces that negative self-talk with an affirmation. A lot of us struggle with self-doubt at times and we have our I can't statements. But the goal of this question is for us to acknowledge that those thoughts come to mind, but also acknowledge that we can easily replace it with an affirmation. And so make sure you stay to the end and you hear what Tiara has to share with respect to these sets of questions. I'm going to stop talking now so that you can enjoy the conversation. No small talk.
0: Okay, so let's start. Let's just
1: lead right into the question. Tiara, what life experience defines and makes up who you are today?
0: Yeah, I would have to say motherhood, which no shots to my husband, right? But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, honestly, it's funny because I became a mother before I became a wife. And so that experience to me changed how I am a wife to my husband. I feel like everything that I do flows from that lane of just wanting to make my children proud, wanting to do things to create a legacy for them. Everything, not in a weird, creepy way, but just... (laughs) Just in a provider way. So yeah, I would definitely say motherhood changed me for the better. I have said many times that our oldest son was unexpected. He was a surprise, but he saved my life, I believe, because it just completely set me straight. The things that I started to do and everything that I'm chasing in my career and in my personal life right now all stems from just wanting to be the best mom to them.
1: Right. And so what are some of those things that you see in yourself now is different from before you became a mother?
0: I think mostly just the ability to be less selfish. It was very much about me, 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 because I mean, I was the only person that I was taking care of at the time. And so The ability to also see the world through your child's eyes, I think, really changes you and changes your perspective on things. And when I'm doing something and I have these little eyes looking up at me and saying, well, that's how you did it. So is that how I should do it too? It's a lot of pressure, but it also just really makes you think outside of yourself. And every decision that I make now affects these little people too. Well, my oldest is not so little anymore. He's actually taller than me now, but you know what I mean? (laughs) So yeah, from that perspective, I think just being able to step outside of yourself and think about how it affects other people. It has made me more empathetic and and the ability to just see things from another perspective. I can totally relate to that too, because
2: as a mother, I've always been naturally an ambitious person. Like I've always had big dreams, been a go-getter and I need to do this and do that. But more so now as a mother, I'm doing these things and trying to accomplish these things, not for myself anymore, right? Mm -hmm. But for my kids, because I want to be, like you said, that example of a leader or of a woman who can do all things. Like for me, the biggest thing is wanting to be an example for my daughters, because I have four girls, Mm -hmm. to show them that they are able to still be a businesswoman and be a mom and balance Mm -hmm. the two. Like you don't have to choose between your career and your goals and motherhood. You know, Mm -hmm. you can actually do both and do both well. So I totally understand your perspective and how motherhood has shaped you because I feel the same way. It's really changed who I am. It makes me even more excited or ambitious and driven to do well because I know that my kids are looking up to me as an example.
0: Yeah, exactly. Tiara, before we started recording,
1: we were talking about your page and how entertaining it is (laughs) um, seeing you engage with your kids your husband, you being your mother, and whenever I'm looking at your page, I'm like, how does she have all this energy? Like, you are just
2: yes.
1: so playful. I need some of that energy. And, <laughs> like, you're so playful, and I'm just like, wow. Like, going to Ebony's word, ambitious, you're so ambitious, and you have the kids, but you still have fun, and it shows okay. through your page. And one of the videos that I watched recently on your page was, I think it was taken a while ago, but you and your son dancing in the living room. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, I was just cheesing <laughs> from ear to ear. But how do you show up <laughs> with so much energy and juggling all of the things you do in addition to you being a mom? You are a wife and an entrepreneur similar to Ebony. I feel like you guys have so many similarities, but how do you show up with so much energy?
0: (laughs) Well, I will start by saying, let's never forget that Instagram is the highlight reel, right? So you guys get to see a snippet of the day, but she rests and she (laughs) is me. That mentality of go, 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 go. I wish it would go. I wish it would go. I don't think any of us can show up all the time. I think it is important to me. I've got three boys, so I don't have a choice but to <laughs> they force me to have more energy than I would like to have most days, honestly. And getting them to sit down is quite the chore. I'm always like, can we just watch a movie? Or do we have to be like playing football and basketball and racing each other? Like, that's just who they are. But I think it's very important that we do take that time. And I'm like, well, let's read a book or let's color. But it is very important to me that they are able to look back at a childhood that they really enjoyed. And so it's going to sound really corny and cliche, but we only have them for such a short amount of time. My oldest is 13. I've got five more summers with him and Aww, that's it. Yeah. And so when you put it in that kind of perspective, even on those days when I am really tired, I'm like, all right, let's kick it up because the countdown is on. I got five summers left and only two or three of them are he going to want to spend with me. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's really just being in the moment, but I enjoy my kids. They're a lot of fun. So we do things that we all enjoy and we love music. We love to dance. We love sports. And so that's really it. We spend a lot of our time just doing the things that we love with the people that we love. And that's it.
2: I love that you say that everyone that I meet and when they find out that I have little kids, they're like, enjoy it now. They grow up so fast. And it's true. My it oldest is, true. is nine. He's going to be 10. And I know he's still very young, but he's getting a little older and he's getting to that age where he'd rather play his little games. Mm-hmm. And before I know, it, he's going to be a teenager and not even want to be bothered. But <laughs> exactly. I just want to cherish the time that we have with them now, like you said, because they will grow up soon. So it's important for us to try to build those memories with them now while they're still babies.
0: Yeah. But I think even outside of motherhood, I think the greater lesson is just do what you love. And hopefully that's what energizes you because obviously the majority of my day is spent doing mom things, but the ability to show up in those other spaces, I won't say it's easy because even when you love it, it's still not easy, just like motherhood is not right. But it does make it easier to be like, all right, I got to do this research or pack up these books or whatever the case may be. And it's because I love it, but it's also, we just have to emphasize and normalize rest more. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, for me, especially at becoming an entrepreneur in several different lanes now, setting work hours for myself I haven't done it yet, but Lord knows I need to because I'm running on all four cylinders right now and I'm burning myself out and I can see it and it changes my mood. It does change how I show up for my family, how I show up for myself, how I show up in my business when I'm not rested. I saw this quote the other day and it said, you don't have to earn your rest. Mm. <laughs> and so I think so often we feel like we have to, well, let me put in 16 hours and then I'll feel comfortable sleeping for four. Like, no. <laughs> No, exact opposite, right? So when I have a day, like it was a Wednesday last week. Now, obviously, I know there's some privilege that's gonna come with this next statement, but this is where I am in my life. And so this is what I did, but it was a Wednesday. My youngest was at school. My two older ones were asynchronous, so they didn't have class, You virtual school. I did not get it out of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had my post schedule for social media. I responded a little bit, but I wasn't really on there much. I watched a whole season of whatever I wanted. Our bodies tell us when we need to sit down. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. we just ignore it and we don't listen. So then the next day when my kids are like, mom, let's do this TikTok, then I'm ready Mm -hmm. and I can do that. But then on the days when I need a minute and I need a break, I'll tell them that too, because I want them to see and normalize resting for themselves, just like I'm doing that for myself.
1: Right. I'm all for it. I normalize rest. I take naps. I was Mm -hmm. just Ebony before we were recording. I woke up a little earlier today because I felt well rested when I woke up and I've been up for a few hours. I had a good breakfast and right before it was time for us to get ready to record this episode, my energy level just started dropping Mm -hmm. and I'm just feeling so exhausted. And I said, after this recording, I'm taking a nap. Yep. Like, I have another meeting at three o'clock, but between now and three, I am napping. I just yep, need yep. it because that's the only way I'm going to be able to be effective.
2: Yeah, I think it's so important to normalize self-care and rest because you're just going to be burnt out. I used to do all the things and just go, 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 but I just don't have it in me anymore to do that. No, I find no, that no, I end no. up being more drained and irritable when I'm not getting that rest. And that's no fair to, you know, your family, your friends, your kids, when you're irritable and like stressed out because you decided that you didn't want to take the time to rest.
1: So.
0: Yeah. We were not created to go 24 seven. Even God took a day. So
1: Basically. <laughs> let there be rest. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Well, Ebony, what life experience defines and makes up who you are today?
2: You know, when I was thinking about this question, Motherhood, obviously, is one of them. But I couldn't really pinpoint one particular life experience. I think that it's just a combination of everything. And I'm sorry if I'm taking the easy way out (laughs) (laughs) by saying everything. But I think it's just a combination of all my life experiences. The way I was raised by immigrant parents, being the eldest child of five children, and having to be a leader, the role model. The example for my siblings, a lot of those shape who I am today. I do feel that specifically about being the eldest child, because it was a lot of pressure on me to be the said example, I don't feel like I took as many chances mm. as my younger siblings did in terms of, what I decided to study, things that I wanted to do because I always had this pressure from my parents that you have to be the example. Your little ones, your sisters, your brother, they're looking up to you. So you have to do things a certain way. Whereas when I look at my siblings, they got to do whatever the heck they wanted to do. They studied what they wanted to study. They traveled when they wanted to travel and they got to see the world when they were younger. So I just feel like growing up, I just played everything so safe because I was supposed to be a certain way. I was supposed to be this good example. And I think that has shaped who I have become as an adult. And I'm trying to break away from that now and take more chances, take more risks, shoot my shot, do things the way I want to do it. And on my own terms, because you learn a lot from the different experiences. You learn a lot from taking chances. So I just wish that I had that opportunity as a child and I didn't have as much pressure to be and fit into a particular mold. But that was the only thing I could really think of outside of being a mom. And that has obviously changed me and my perspective of how I should live life and how I should show up for my children. But yeah, that's one thing. I mean, there's so many different things that shape us as people, but that's the only thing I can really think of at this moment.
1: I can definitely connect with that, me being the first of four and being the oldest and having my parents constantly tell me that I have to be the example. Your younger siblings are watching. And after a while, you know, you feel that pressure. And like you said, it kind of robs you of freedom to live your life as authentically as you want to, because you keep thinking, how do my actions or decisions affect my younger siblings? hmm Bad or good, right? that was always a question you had to ask yourself and I found that as I got older and I'm sure I annoyed people especially in relationships I became a lot more selfish because of it because I no longer am burdened by my siblings looking up to me everyone's grown now so right now this is my time to ask for whatever I want and do whatever I want like you cater to my needs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I felt like I was being a lot more selfish because I felt like I never had the opportunity to just ask for things or have things done for me. And so I now want it and I prioritize it.
2: And I'm as a mother yeah. now, I'm being more intentional about not putting that same pressure on my children and my eldest. Sometimes we do catch ourselves saying it. I mean, it's just habit. But we want them to be their own people, right? And we want them to do what makes them happy. I don't want them to feel like they have to fit into this box because that's what we want for them. We do, as parents, obviously want the best for our children, but I don't want my children to grow up with this pressure or resentment, feeling like they didn't do what they loved to do because mommy and daddy had put this extra pressure on them. So I try to be more intentional about that when it comes to my own children now. But like you said, I think I do try to be a little bit more "quote unquote" selfish now and do things for myself because I don't have that extra pressure. But it still comes. I'm still the eldest. I have Nigerian parents. They still are trying to be in my ear with all this. <laughs> talk to your siblings or do this oh, and yeah. that. It, that never stops <laughs> for some reason when you have Nigerian parents. So it's, it's awesome. just
1: like where everyone's grown. Like for you, like it's three out of five of you all have kids or married. So at what point is each individual held accountable for their actions?
2: Apparently that's my role as the eldest. So
0: who knows? Yeah, it's tough. I'm the oldest as well. And I mean, I never really felt that pressure. I think there is a standard that you set as the oldest to kind of do the right thing and show them the way and be the example. I'm not Nigerian though, so I'm sure it's <laughs> it's a different vibe, but we say it to our oldest often, come on, you got two little brothers watching mm-hmm. you make better decisions. But I think it's something that we tell them all though, because we want them all to be leaders in right. some way, shape or form. So even if you're not the oldest, when you go to school, we want you to be, even if you're the youngest in our family, when you get to school, we want you to be a leader in that area. And right. who says that the youngest can't lead the oldest so i think leadership qualities and character traits are things that you want to instill in them all no matter what the birth order is i do think birth order plays a part in characteristics Mm -hmm. to some degree but it's a burden we kind of try to get them all to carry honestly if we can right?
2: no you're you're totally right yeah so sherry what about you what life experiences defines and makes up who you are today
1: I have to think about this too, because as you mentioned, Ebony, it's like there's so many I can choose from, but if I have to be really honest and truthful with myself, I would say that going through separation and divorce has been one that really defined and made up who I am today. And it's because it challenged what I prioritize. It challenged how I defined myself. I unfortunately went through this separation, but What happened was I met this person right before I met him, though, I had my whole career mapped out, right? So I knew I was going to Chicago and work at this large law firm, and that's what I was rocking. I was this attorney at this large law firm, and I was doing that for three years. I lived by myself in this very comfortable apartment And now I'm about to earn the title of Mrs. and that's exciting, right? And then when I decided to get married, because it was a long distance relationship, I left Chicago to go back to New York. So when I moved back to New York, it was in the thick of the recession, so no one was hiring. And so I'm moving back to New York as someone without a job. And I just thought that I would have to just look for a new job and it would be fine. And when it didn't work out, I still was unemployed, and now I had to move back to my parents' house. And everything that I attached myself to no longer existed. Mm. Every title that I held, for the most part, was no longer there. And I had to question, well, who is Sherry now? Mm. And I realized that I was so attached to my titles and the roles that I played in life, as well as the comforts I've enjoyed. And I defined myself by those things. And when I lost, everything, I no longer knew who I was. Mm -hmm. I questioned my self-worth and I really had a hard time accepting the situation because the situation forced me to question who I was at my core, my purpose, and I've never really had to do that before. I never thought about it because everything seems to come so easily and naturally. And Mm -hmm. while I always considered myself a woman of faith, I realized that during that time I was letting everything else define me and define my level of peace and confidence and I went to God and I prayed and fasted and asked for restoration and all this to be taken away but I was so focused on what I didn't have and what I lost that I should have been focused on the one stable thing in my life which was my faith and it's what drives my purpose and my faith tells me that I'm here to help and serve and inspire others to be a source of hope, love and encouragement to others and that's who I am. And I felt like that's what I should let lead me in all situations in life, right? When you live on purpose and when you live by your purpose, your purpose will transcend every moment, every experience, any title that happens. And that situation changed me so that now I do live on purpose. So anything could happen. But it's not going to lock my world so much because at the end of the day, I identify myself as who I truly am today. And while I have certain titles, those things are just nice to have. Those are things that I'm enjoying at the moment, but I can't let those things define me.
0: Mm. That's good. That's really Glad good. that
2: you shared that, Sherry. I think that there's a lot of people that will be able to hear your story and be encouraged by maybe their own situation that they're going through. I was there as your friend, you've been friends for a long time when you were going through this separation and divorce, and I've seen how much you've grown throughout the process. And I'm glad that you recognize that you are not defined or your value does not come from your titles or accolades or accomplishments, but in fact, your value comes from your own experiences and how you can help other people through those experience, get through whatever they're going through. And you can learn from the lessons that you have learned across the way. So I'm glad that you were very candid and open about talking about this particular experience today. I feel like someone's gonna be touched by
0: it. Yeah, it's so relatable because it's exactly what I experienced in motherhood as well. And obviously this is in no way, shape or form to diminish your experience. It's just relatable across so many different experiences in our lives because I was letting motherhood define me. And I had lost myself in that title of being their mom and had literally that same conversation with myself and that same experience of who am I? (laughs) Because I became a mother at 23 and that's a formative time for creating your own identity. And so I immediately went from somebody's daughter to somebody's mom, to somebody's wife, to somebody's mom, to somebody's mom, and never really had that time to really create that identity for myself. And it took that same walk, that same faith walk. Who does God say I am? What does my faith say that I am? These titles change. You know, My kids' needs are going to change. What does that look like for me? And so while going through those different experiences made me less selfish, it also made me realize that it wasn't selfish to take care of myself first. Um, yeah. So good for you just being able to see the good in an experience like that and to walk it out and walk it through. And like Ebony said, be willing to share that, because I'm sure that will touch the hearts of a lot of people that have the opportunity to listen to this.
1: Yeah, I was having a conversation with someone, it was during a prayer group call, which we have every Fridays. And one of the brothers on the call asked the question about how do we stay stable in life? How do we not allow the good and the bad to change us right because there are times where something great happens whether you get promoted or you get a new title and you're so excited and in the same vein something negative happens so you go through these emotions high and lows and it can really rock you and he's like at this point in his life he just wants stability and peace and he was asking us How do we reach that point of equilibrium where we are not faced by life's movements, good or bad, so Mm -hmm. that when things happen, good or bad, we're balanced. Mm -hmm. And as I was thinking about this question today, I really thought about that conversation because it really truly is identifying who you are at your core and what your purpose is. And when you're just walking in purpose and living in purpose and being that person at your core I think it makes it harder for you to be so swayed by the ups and downs of life because you're always going to have peace when you're in purpose.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes. I like that.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, good conversation, ladies. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Tiara, for spending your Sunday afternoon with us and allowing Ebony and I to do the thing that we love most, have good conversation with good people. So thank you. We appreciate your time. Thank you. And so now we are going to transition into the next segment, our lightning round, where we ask you a few questions. The first question we're going to ask you, Tiara, is if you were on Introvert Island for three weeks, what three books would
0: you take with you and why? All right. This was a good one. I have to be completely transparent. I'm not a big reader. So I only came up with two books. (laughs) Can my answer be two books and my iTunes playlist? Can that be my third option? Because I would rather listen to music. But (laughs) um, I would take my Bible. I would take Becoming by Michelle Obama so I could actually finish it and it's not just decoration on my coffee table. (laughs) And my iTunes playlist. That's what I would take with me. (laughs) Okay, second question. What is your favorite No
1: Small Talk conversation starter?
0: I love psychology and so... I would ask if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? I think it just gives you a good insight into what's important to people, but in a fun way where they don't really know that that's what you're looking to get from them. Like, do they want to fly because they like to run away from stuff? Or (laughs) like, I'm really doing like a whole psychological analysis on people when they answer that question. But yeah, I think that's a fun question to ask.
1: And what has been your negative self-talk recently and replace it with an affirmation?
0: As I walk into these new avenues of entrepreneurial life, being a mompreneur, imposter syndrome has taken a seat at my table. And it can be difficult sometimes to show up in spaces that I've never been, that I don't feel prepared for because the world tells us you need a degree or you need this title or. So many years experience or whatever the case may be and so an affirmation that I've been saying to myself is the work I put in is enough my ideas are enough my creativity is enough I will allow my hard work to pay off it really changes things when we can get outside of our own heads of self-doubt and fear another quote a really good quote that I saw was don't listen to your fears they don't know how strong you are or something like that So yeah, it helps to just kind of pull yourself out of your own head and kind of quiet your own voice and fill it with the voice of God. It helps a lot.
1: Absolutely. I love it. Thank you for that wisdom. Thank
0: you. Absolutely.
1: So thanks again. We are so excited. Hope you enjoyed this as much as we did.
0: I surely did. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I always love an opportunity to run my mouth on... uh, (laughs) On another platform. And like you said, having an opportunity to meet our Instagram friends or quote unquote meet via Zoom, which is how we got to do everything right now. But uh, but yeah, an opportunity to get to know you guys better and get some insight into who you guys are was a lot of fun. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today for another episode of the No Small Talk and a special thanks to those of you who have faithfully listened and supported the podcast. We really hope you enjoyed the conversation and walk away feeling inspired to start your own conversation. If you did, please do us a favor and submit your review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And also, don't forget to subscribe to the No Small Talk podcast so that you can be the first to get new episodes every Wednesday. We also want to encourage you to share this episode on IG stories at No Small Talk podcast using hashtag No Small Talk so that we can keep the conversation going. Again, thank you so much for listening to us today. See you next time. And until next time, No Small Talk.
2: From a place that goes so hard I'm not afraid of words, you can bring the bar If you don't want problems, then don't start Don't start They told me shut up and dribble Tell the president, act presidential Bottom line, I won't keep quiet Not this time, not this time